the Lord has really been bringing us deeper and deeper into his ocean of mercy. And as I have been really pondering, trying to live his mercy, trusting like each of us have, the Lord has also had united to his mercy in my heart, his attribute also of justice. And he spoke to St. Faustina also of his justice. In today's first reading from the book of Baroque, to me, it was the most beautiful reading that describes the mercy and justice of God as one. It's not as if God is now merciful and then his mercy is going to end and his justice is going to come. God's mercy and justice is united, which is love. And today, as I read the reading from Baroque, it filled my heart with a deep understanding of this reality of God's love, mercy and justice. So I'm going to read it to you slowly again, so that through the power of the Holy Spirit, united to our Blessed Mother that are here, so alive and present with the Mothers of the Cross, that we can receive this gift of knowledge, of understanding, of mercy and justice. So today's reading says this, Fear not, my people. Remember, Israel, you were sold to the nations, not for your destruction. It was because you angered God that you were handed over to your foes. For you provoked your maker with sacrifices to demons, to no gods. You forsook the eternal God who nourished you, and you grieved Jerusalem who fostered you. She indeed saw coming upon you the anger of God, and she said, Hear, you neighbors of Zion. God has brought great mourning upon me, for I have seen the captivity that the eternal God has brought upon my sons and daughters. With joy I fostered them, but with mourning and lament I let them go. Let no one gloat over me, a widow bereft of many, for the sins of my children, I am left desolate because they turned from the law of God. Fear not, my children, call out to God. 
he who brought this upon you will remember you. As your hearts have been disposed to stray from God, turn now ten times the more to seek him. For he who has brought disaster upon you will, in saving you, bring you back enduring joy. The word of the Lord. Every time I read this, my heart gets filled with tears. It's as if I enter the love, the mercy and the justice of God. When God says, with joy, I fostered them, that's us. But with mourning and lament, I let them go. How many times as mothers, we have brought life to our children. We have fostered them. We have raised them. And then they seek other gods. They seek other ways. And with mourning and lament, we must let them go. Because as parents, we know that love is both mercy and justice. We must let them go like the prodigal son to experience the path that they have chosen to take. That is justice. It says, for the sins of my children, I am left desolate because they turned from the law of God. I feel that this is the message of mercy and justice that God gave St. Faustina and that he's also given to us in Love Crucified. The world has turned to demons. The world has turned to no gods. The world has turned to the passions of the flesh and God mourns. And like parents and mothers, we call our children but God will also have to turn his face in a way for a time because he is mercy and love. But the ending of this to me reveals what God has prepared us for. That when this time of justice comes, that God permits his children, all of his children to just like the prodigal son, just like our own children, to experience the consequences of our turning away from him, God in his mercy, in his justice will not abandon us. And he says, fear not my children, call out to God. 
he who brought this upon you will remember you. As your hearts have been disposed to stray from God, turn now ten times the more to seek him. And just like many times we have to let those we love hit rock bottom, you see that very much in Alcoholics Anonymous, in people that are addicted to drugs, that you have to let them hit rock bottom because until they hit rock bottom, they won't turn to God. It'll be the same with the mercy and the justice of God. And now I turn a minute to today's gospel because I felt very strongly too that today's gospel on this beautiful feast of St. Faustina had a powerful message for us, the mothers of the cross. Today's gospel is from Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 24. It says, the 72 disciples returned rejoicing and said to Jesus, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy and nothing will harm you. Do you know how many times throughout these years the Lord has said to love crucified that we have received the power of God Only in our path, when I put the word power, it states that there are over 252 sections just in our path of the word power. And our path has a small amount of the messages God has brought to us. The path does not contain all the words the Lord has spoken to us. The first time the word power is mentioned is in the introduction of the path. The first page of the introduction, which is Roman numeral 15, it says, the Lord says, I am making all things new. Live in the power of my crucified love. The darkness will not prevail, but the light will conquer the darkness. Our path begins by telling us that those that enter love crucified, enter and live in the power of God. And it is his victim souls that live as one with love crucified that God has given the power, just like he tells the disciples, his apostles, in today's gospel, the power to fight and win 
against the forces of Satan. That's amazing. In the gospel, Jesus goes on to say, but don't rejoice, my sisters, because you have this power, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And Father Ron in today's mass was telling us that as baptized, all of our names are written in heaven. But I was even thinking, our Blessed Mother and our Lord have also said to love crucified, not only that we know our names are written in heaven as baptized Christians, but what has the Lord specifically told us? He has said to us that those who voluntarily receive on earth and where with trust, with faith, with hope, with love, his crown of thorns that we will, he promises us, receive at the hour of death, the crown of glory. The crown of glory means we die as saints. No purgatory because we chose to suffer with him here on earth. So yes, for every baptized Christian, their names are written in heaven, but many souls have to go to purgatory because they haven't been fully purified here on earth. But for his victim souls, God is promising us the crown of glory. And that is really, really awesome. Do we believe? Do we believe? The gospel goes on to tell us, he says the Lord, at that very moment, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I give you praise, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned. You have revealed them to the childlike. We have received his little ones, the childlike, the innocent and the simple, his anawins. He has revealed to us the greatest mystery of all, the mystery of the cross. And that mystery continues to be hidden from many souls. And that'll be another teaching. But because we have said yes, because we have come with our Blessed Mother to the cross, we have received more and more the mystery of the cross, which is revealed only to the little ones. Praise be to God. So with this, I want to move in to long-suffering because it's all united. And I went to a place that Kathy Andre recently reminded me, a teaching we had a while back that was called Remain in Me 
It was a meditation of the joyful mysteries of the cross. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing. I'm only going to focus on the second mystery, Mary visits Elizabeth. But I think it would be good, especially when you're undergoing long suffering, to pray this rosary listening to these meditations because it's going to strengthen us. In the website, if you go to the section community, that's where prayers are. And under prayers, you'll see different categories. At the end, it says meditations. If you go to meditations, you will see this. It's called Remain With Me, Learning from the Joyful Mysteries, so that you can all find it. At the beginning of this meditation were words that Jesus gave me in the Holy Land at the Rock of Gethsemane. Jesus said this, Love crucified has been called to remain with me as I continue to shed tears for Jerusalem. To remain with me in my continuous agony for souls to participate with me in the salvation of the world as you choose daily to receive the brokenness of the souls I have placed in your lives and to suffer with me for them. The time of the great destruction draws near. Many souls will be lost. You will hear the wailing of Jerusalem throughout the world. Bring me victim souls to suffer with me in order to obtain graces of conversion for many souls who otherwise will be lost. Believe in the power of your hidden lives of suffering with me. My sisters, this is a cry of the Lord for years to us. The same message, I need you. There are many souls that are going to be lost. You have been given the power of God to be one with me to save souls. Persevere in your sufferings. Persevere in your long suffering. Suffer with me. Allow me to love you in your long suffering. Participate in the redemption of the world. The second meditation, the visitation, I mentioned the long suffering. I was very touched this week because I had accompaniments with sisters that have been living long suffering. I had an accompaniment this week with Sandra Calderon in Colombia. As many of you know, Samuel lost his job 
quite a while back and he has not been able to get, God has not permitted yet for him to receive employment with a company. Samuel has been driving, I guess like in Colombia, it's like a type of Uber. He gets up at 4.30 in the morning, starts driving at five, and many times drives till 12 o'clock at night to be able to make ends meet for his family. Sandra has been doing all she can to help provide. Yet, in this long suffering that God is permitting, God has not abandoned them. Whenever they think they're not going to have enough food that week, somebody comes with money or groceries. Many in our community, the fund of the community of the United States is helping them. Family members come when they thought that their son would not be able to continue in his school. God provided through a soul the means for, for him to continue in that school. So God has been walking with them. Yet the weight of that long suffering is felt physically. And as we know, Sandra recently collapsed at seven o'clock in the morning when she was washing the dishes. She had a, a very bad um, dizzy spell and actually passed out. She doesn't, she lost conscious, she thinks for about half an hour. Her head cracked open in the back and her husband found her in a, in a puddle of blood in the kitchen floor. She is now in bed resting with more tests to be done. But when I had the honor of accompanying my sister, Sandra, she accompanied me because her witness of her faith, of her hope, was amazing. Father Ron said to us, we need to be men and women in love crucified because we are chosen souls of extraordinary trust, extraordinary trust. And in my sister, I witnessed that extraordinary trust. I had the honor this week also of speaking to Michelle. Now, I don't want to embarrass you, <laughs> but I feel like I need to honor I don't accompany everybody, and, and there's no one person in the community that can know what's going on with everybody. But that's why it's important that those who are accompanying someone to let us know when there are community members that are going through sufferings that, that need extra, like Michelle recently did with Katharine. Michelle accompanies Katharine, and Katharine needed, and Michelle let the community know. But Michelle and Katharine suffer from chronic Lyme disease. It's really difficult because I'm using you as a teaching, Michelle, so I hope I'm not embarrassing you. <laughs> but on the outside, if you look at Michelle and Katharine, they look perfect and so beautiful. Yet their illness 
is really, really horrible. It's debilitating. And you would never know. It is such a hidden, hidden suffering to even function in their, and that's why we need to pray for their husbands a lot as wives and as um, mothers. It's extremely difficult. It affects everything physically, mentally, their capacity to remember the exhaustion. And yet to hear these women and see how they have, it's been a very long suffering with Michelle, now many, many years, how she has embraced this. And like Monica said, because I too have the honor of accompanying our sister Monica, and she's another one, another long suffering with her cancer. I accompany Maku, her long suffering with Jose, her husband and his cancer. I accompany Hector and Yvette, and I see the honor of my sister Yvette because Hector's suffering is one with hers. She's truly Mary with Jesus Hector, and all of Hector's sufferings are lived in my sister Yvette, and I walk with them, their long suffering. Adriana in Colombia. I see Janet, the long suffering with her husband. It's been now a long time, years. She cares for her husband seven days a week, 24 hours a day, nonstop. Long suffering. And that long suffering, the weight of that cross can get heavy. But I also feel like I was telling Sandra that there is a huge blessing when God chooses souls to undergo long suffering. And I was reviewing what I said back then. And I said, remain in long suffering. Long suffering is actually one of the most powerful and beautiful gifts of the Holy Spirit. Remain in long suffering, trusting in God. And I gave some examples in that teaching. One was Samson from the book of Judges, chapter 13. The wife of Manoah, the mother of Samson, was barren. And she underwent very long years of long suffering. But then God blesses her with the gift of Samson, who delivers the Israelite people from the Philistines. We see the example in the Gospels of Zechariah and Elizabeth. It tells us in the Gospel of Luke about their long suffering. And yet God blesses Zechariah and Elizabeth with John the Baptist, who prepares the way for Jesus Christ. We see the long suffering of Jesus and Mary. We come to know even the long suffering of Mary in her soledad when Jesus is resurrected. And how Mary, through that long suffering, raises up 
the whole church. Therefore, when God blesses souls with long suffering, it is only because you have been chosen by God to bring new life and for something great. A long time ago, Monica said to me that she felt so called for her country, Venezuela, that has fallen into communism. And I really believe with all my heart that Monica's long suffering with her cancer, Janet's long suffering for her country, China, these hidden souls, you could say, are helping to deliver their countries. The long suffering God will do what none of us can imagine. And it's throughout all the Old Testament and New Testament. And we have to walk as one heart with each other, helping each other persevere through our sufferings. Do not be afraid if you are going through a suffering and you need, you should be walking with sisters, raising you up hand in hand, that is why we are the community of love crucified because we have been chosen to help each other walk our long suffering we were not chosen to be victims sold by ourselves and in order for us to persevere for the great grace god wants to bring to the church and world for this time to persevere, we need to stick together. And to be honest with you, when I've seen sisters in long sufferings that separate themselves, eventually, they even, even brothers, they separate themselves from the community, they kind of go astray. With this, I would just like to end, since it's the Feast of St. Faustina, with her act of oblation, which is number 1264. It's her act of total abandonment to the will of God, which is for me love and mercy itself, she says. Now look at St. Faustina, what? How united she is to us as a victim soul. She prays, Jesus host, whom I have this very moment received into my heart. Through this union with you, I offer myself to the Heavenly Father as a sacrificial host, abandoning myself totally and completely to the most merciful and holy will of my God. From today onward, your will, Lord, is my food. Take my whole being. Dispose of me as you please. Whatever your fatherly hand gives me, I will accept with submission, peace, and joy. I fear nothing. 
no matter in what direction you lead me. Helped by your grace, I will carry out everything you demand of me. I no longer fear any of your inspirations, nor do I probe anxiously to see where they will lead me. Lead me, O oh God, along whatever roads you please. I have placed all my trust in your will, which is for me love and mercy itself. Bid me to stay in the convent. I will stay. Bid me to undertake the work. I will undertake it. Leave me in uncertainty about the work until I die. Be blessed. Give me death. When humanly speaking, my life seems particularly necessary, be blessed. Should you take me in my youth, be blessed. Should you let me live in the ripe old age, be blessed. Should you give me health and strength, be blessed. Should you confine me to a bed of pain for my whole life, be blessed. Should you give only failures and disappointments in life, be blessed. Should you allow my purest intentions to be condemned, be blessed. Should you enlighten my mind, be blessed. Should you leave me in darkness and all kinds of torments, be blessed. From this moment on, I live in the deepest peace because the Lord himself is carrying me in the hollow of his hand. He, Lord of unfathomable mercy, knows that I desire him alone in all things, always and everywhere. Amen.